Welcome to the geek to geek podcast where I am swimming in a sea of comic book recommendations. Thank you guys. Ever since the comic book episode, I've been getting a ton of recommendations from listeners and I basically spent the last week and a half just reading comic books on Marvel Unlimited. So you guys rock. Thank you. I'm Void. I'm here with my co-host Beige. And I've been hearing about all of the comic book recommendations from Void here. And now I have bunches of comic book recommendations that I didn't know about. So thank you guys for that. And I got them secondhand. <laughs> it's all thanks to you listeners. And today Today, we're Thanks talking about Blizzard games. Um, both of us tried out a little bit of the Overwatch beta, so we thought that maybe we'd talk about Blizzard games in general because we like them is the main thing, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. That's all I've played for the last decade are Blizzard games in some shape, form, or fashion, uh, at least the most of them. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Blizzard fan. So if you don't know what a Blizzard game is, like what we're talking about, Blizzard is a developer and publisher. They're kind of famous for this little game called World of Warcraft. You've probably heard of that's OK. Now, which one is that? <laughs> is that that's that is like the card game, right? <laughs> See, he's trying to be funny. Uh, trying. No, it's not the card game. It's it's the MMO. Yes. So Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard kind of came to fame with Warcraft and they're known for really really polished games and they have a bunch of different franchises that they f like come under so we just thought we'd talk about various Blizzard games and just kind of like walk through our history with it and talk about whatever we end up talking about so do you want to start off with the history uh sure yeah uh i have been a fan of blizzard games since i was about maybe 11 or 12 years old whatever seventh grade is in america i um uh, i was in science class in seventh grade and it was one of the first classes that we had computers in and the teacher was this just huge computer just computer geek computer nerd loved pc gaming and so this was probably Oh my goodness, if I was, let's say, 12, this was like 1995, maybe, to date myself uh, explicitly there. Uh, he, If we finished our work, we got to go play on the computers in the back of the room. So there were only five of them, so we rushed to be able to get through our homework or our assignments so that we were going to be able to go play games. For a while, it was missed, and, you know, we go through, everybody clicked around and missed and didn't have any idea what they were doing. And then one day we came in, and he had this brand new game called War. Warcraft that that he had installed that he had found and he put it on all of the computers I was hooked immediately at this point he would even hook it up through and uh through a cable an s video cable I think from his computer at his desk into the giant TV he had up front so that we could watch him play Warcraft orcs and humans the very first one back uh, back in the mid 90s and at this point I started rushing to get done with my work so much so I could play more Warcraft that my handwriting went down that to this day, people cannot read my handwriting because I got so used to writing so fast that it's almost illegible because of Warcraft Orcs and Humans. Thanks, Warcraft. The very first one in the real-time strategy series. And my students, the very first semester that I taught, gave me a round of applause. And when I turned around and said, on the last day of class, and I said, what? What is it, you guys? They said, we can finally read what you wrote. And that is all because of I wanted to play Warcraft so badly when I was 12 years old. Wow. So Warcraft was your first. Warcraft was my first by far, yeah. And, and I just adore it. And then, like, I know we're going to kind of dive into all the games. But after that, did you play, have you played kind of all of their games? 
yeah, at some point or another, I've played all of their games. Okay, cool. So for me, I started with Warcraft 2. That was my first one. And I remember, so my dad worked in, at that point, my dad worked in IT um, after he'd been an engineer for a while. And so we always had computers around home. And there were like computers that he would bring home to work on, like laptops and like just Macs and stuff. So we always had a couple extra computers around. And, you know, we'd only have any given computer for a week, maybe a couple weeks at a time. But we would have, you know, three, four, five computers. So I remember playing Warcraft 2 over Apple Talk, which was like... Oh, um, wow. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like before ethernet but it was ethernet like a local yeah. area connection and we played warcraft 2 so much like i probably played that more than any other blizzard game just because okay. i was a kid and i had the time to devote to it and we played that yes. so much so i loved warcraft 2 and then after that i went back and i, I played a little bit of the first one like you had got hooked on orcs and humans but yep. warcraft 2 is where it was at for me and then and i'll Oh, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt. That's kind of the way I was about Warcraft 2. When it came out, the same teacher did it, and I went head over heels for it at that point, too. It was just such an improvement over it. I completely hit the exact same thing as you, where I was a kid. This is what I could do. I had the time and just fell in. So I was right there with you on that. I completely understand. Yeah, Warcraft got me hooked. And then after that, I I kept an eye on Blizzard games from then on. So I played a lot of StarCraft was like the next thing that hooked me. And then since then, I've kind of played most of their games, at least a little bit. But that that's what hooked me. It sounds like both of us got into it from the real time strategy of Warcraft. Yeah, and then really moved on past there. For me, I learned very, I think it was with Warcraft 3 that I really learned it, that I'm really, 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 really bad at real-time strategy games. That I thought it was just being young and not understanding what I was doing. And as I was older and I learned what I was doing, I realized that I'm just doing it poorly. And Warcraft 3 just taught me that I'm bad at it. And StarCraft, I'm like the only person in the world who doesn't like StarCraft, I think. I'm going oh, to no. get hate mail for this. I'm going to get lots of hate mail because I just don't like it. I just I, I try it in StarCraft 2 and I try to get into it. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like this at all. That's OK. I love StarCraft in your absence okay, of love for it. StarCraft, I played a ton when it came out and uh, I, I played it online so much. Um, StarCraft 2 was probably the best I've ever gotten at an RTS game. Um, you know, I was never like competitive level play, but I, I was up into, they had like a league system, you know, from yeah. bronze all the way up to like, I think grandmaster or something like that. Okay. And I was in like the diamond level or above. So I got pretty good at that right around the time it came out. And actually okay. the most traffic I've ever gotten on my blog was from writing about Starcraft 2 because I was in the beta. So I played a ton of it and I wrote these newbie guides that I put out there just kind of like primers for anybody who was coming into it who hadn't been in beta. And right when Starcraft 2 launched, I got this huge traffic spike that I've never gotten anything like that ever since. That is that is awesome, though, that you were able to do that. I wouldn't even understand RTSs enough to do that today. I just I couldn't. Well, now. OK, so. I did pick up both of the expansions because I like the main campaign and the single player stuff. Uh-huh. But when I went online for Heart of the Swarm and when I went online for Legacy of the Void, the two StarCraft two, you know, expansions, I just got destroyed. Right. Like none of my skills are there. You know, my reflexes, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm under 30, but my reflexes cannot keep up with people doing Twitch gaming anymore. And I, I've come to terms yeah. with that. I'm okay with that. But there was a time where I was really good at StarCraft two and I was proud of myself for Eh, probably about six months there. Yeah, you should be because I, I can't 
I don't think I've ever won a multiplayer game or beat an entire an entire real-time strategy game without cheating. I don't think from Warcraft 1 all the way through any of them, Command & Conquer, StarCraft, StarCraft 2, any of them, none. I've always had to use God Mode to be able to beat it and see all the, all the story. I'm terrible. Just straight up bad. So if... <laughs> At least you admit it. You embrace it. So if, yeah, I do. If you weren't playing StarCraft around that time, were you playing any of their other games that came out around then before World of Warcraft? So that would have been like Diablo or Diablo 2 or Lost Vikings. Okay, I played Lost Vikings as a kid. Did you know that it was, a was Blizzard one game? of the rentals? Because I didn't know it was a Blizzard game for a long time. I knew it was a Blizzard game in the back of my mind. I was still young enough that I didn't connect things with studios and developers, but I knew it had the same logo on. I knew it had uh, the Blizzard logo on it from uh, that had war- it was on the Warcraft one. So I ended up seeing it but i don't know i honestly don't know what year they came out i should have probably done more research before we start talking i don't know if i rented it before or after i was hooked on warcraft but it was one of those rentals that i would get and just sit all weekend long as a kid get it on friday and just sit and play it all weekend long before i had to return it to the video store the next day yeah or the next at the end of the weekend rather i remember playing it a bunch of times and it, it's kind of a departure from all their other games because it's it's like a platformer but it's also kind of a puzzle platformer because you control three vikings independently and they all have different skills and you have to kind of it's a little actiony but it's more like trying to figure out how to use their skills to get to the end of the level and it reminds me a lot of the modern game trine Yes, I can see that game series reminds me a lot of the Lost Vikings that I've never read whether or not it was inspired by it. But that's how I feel whenever I'm playing those games. I could totally see that. Yep. So did you play Diablo or anything like that around the same time? Diablo is what ruined my life. Um, I say that with the most love that I possibly can. But if it hadn't been for Diablo, I never would have gotten into online gaming. I wanted to play an online game so bad, so badly. It was it was it hurt. I was at that age where I wanted it so badly and couldn't make my own decisions. And I think it was Ultima Online that I wanted to play so badly. And my friends and I were trying to figure out a way to do it. And our parents were scared of the internet and wouldn't give us a credit card number so that we could put it on. So since we couldn't play a subscription game in like 1997 or 8 or whatever it was, there was Diablo. And it was free to play online. You could play it on Battle.net. And I did a lot it was my very first online game that i was playing with other people and i played a lot of it a whole lot of it okay i'm glad we have you for the diablo perspective because diablo has never clicked with me ever really yes because so starcraft was like my intro to the world of online gaming that was my first online game okay so both of us got hooked by a blizzard game yep And I don't think that's really strange at all, given the ubiquity that the franchises have, that even though they only have a handful of franchises, the the properties themselves are just everywhere, that you cannot go anywhere or find somebody who has not at least played it. I mean, whether it's Diablo or StarCraft, they're almost... they're almost the archetypes of the genre at this point that if you say Diablo, I play Marvel Heroes and people ask me what Marvel Heroes is. And I'm like, oh, it's like Diablo with Marvel characters. That is, I don't have to tell them that it's an isometric action RPG. They know immediately from saying it's Diablo. Right. Diablo is used to describe like an entire genre of games now that kind of, like you said, uh-huh. isometric action RPG 
like you know hack and slash clicky uh-huh. ability thing and it's it's like diablo pioneered that and perfected it yes. in a way and it doesn't click with me at all and diablo 2 didn't click that much with me i loved the first one okay just loved it and diablo 2 is the one everybody just says is just magnificent that right. it's a much better game and that technically it is a better game but in terms of feeling in terms of emotional uh resonance that it had with me i could not get into diablo 2 like i did diablo 1 and i tried i did everything i could to get the the magic of the out of diablo 2 that i had and it just didn't feel the same i don't know if i like worse games or games that are and i don't want to say diablo's lower quality but diablo 2 felt almost too distant from where Diablo started that it felt like I was playing this game rather than just experiencing it. I don't know if that makes any kind of sense. It might be a combination of burnout and just being really comfortable with the first game where the second game, you just weren't ready for it. You weren't in the right headspace. Yeah. And then I'll always have a special place in my in my heart for Diablo 3, though. I don't I've never beaten it to this day. I still haven't beaten the initial campaign. I stopped in Act 3 because I kind of got bored with it for the same thing you said. I'm just used to it. It's still the same kind of gameplay. I, I can't play it for a very, very long time like a lot of people can because it's so rep- repetitive. But I bought Diablo 3 was when I sold my very first professional short story. I got $250 for this short story, which was just fantastic. I, I was my favorite. It got me into the, to CIFWA, the science fiction writers, uh, science fiction and fantasy writers of America. And oh, I got cool. this first professional check. So I went to the store and I bought Diablo th- or I went to the store and bought a bicycle. And this was when I first started getting into shape and I decided I was going to ride this bicycle around town. And then the rest of the money that I had was just enough to buy Diablo three. And my buddy went out to lunch with me, told me he had bought it uh, the night before at midnight and had sat and played it and told me for the first time it felt like Diablo one. And he said, I know, dude, that you hated Diablo two, that you didn't like it like we did, but you need to get three if you like Diablo 1. This one feels like Diablo 1 again. I got on my bike as soon as he left lunch from the cafe on the downtown square of Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and I rode my bicycle from there like the four and a half miles or whatever it is to Walmart in cargo shorts, bought Diablo 3 with the rest of my money, put it in the shorts pocket uh, that I had, the giant pocket of the PC game, and then rode back my bike back to my house to play Diablo 3. And so it really, in my mind, I have this like swell of emotion with it because it combined... That was like really the start of fitness for me and like the professional writer thing that I have going on and just the uh, just everything all together. Like, I love it. Like, even though I don't play the game, there is no way I don't regret buying that one. Like just the memory of getting it. Right. And it's like Blizzard games are so ubiquitous and I've been playing them for such a long time that I associate different ones with different parts of my life. And, you know, I'm not playing them all the time. But it's like it, it's rare that a couple years would go by without me playing one of them. I don't think there's been a year of my life that's gone by since 1995. I don't think the last 21 years have gone by really without me playing a Blizzard game. I, I really can't think of a single time that would have ever happened at all. Yeah, honestly, probably not for me either. And like, I mean, World of Warcraft, which is kind of the next one chronologically anyway. Yeah, but 
I I remember the end of Wrath of the Lich King being right mm-hmm. around the time where my daughter, my like firstborn, <laughs> was about to be born. So oh. so I remember trying to get my money's worth out of it because I knew I wasn't going to be playing MMOs very much after having kids just because of the time <laughs> commitment. So it was like, it wasn't really a rush to the end of the game, but it was definitely a, you know, I, I want to hit max level. I want to at least do the raids one time just to see what they have to offer and kind of get a okay. feel for everything it had to offer before kind of signing off of MMOs for a long time. And yeah, it's just like, like you said, you know, there's this swell of emotion about it. And because Blizzard games have kind of been part of my gaming career and part of my life for such a long time, I can associate different games with different parts of it like that. And World of Warcraft for me was I, I got into one of the beta waves and I think it was beta three, maybe. I don't remember how they did it, but I was in beta and I fell in love. I was already an online gamer. I had played Ultima Online for like six years overall at this point. And from like 98, I think, to 2004, right when it was going, I still had an account. And I would play. I was playing EverQuest. I was playing Star Wars Galaxies. And I was pretty much playing every major MMO that was out. And then World of Warcraft came out and I didn't care anything at all about World of Warcraft until my until I got in the beta with my friend. When we when I played a dwarf mage, it was everything clicked. It was perfect. It was everything that EverQuest was supposed to be uh, combined with 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 the games that we loved. It was beautiful. It it just it was it was perfect for what we were playing at the time. And from 2004 to I what to about 2014, I pretty much had a world of Warcraft account active. Uh, there may have been a month or two here and there where I'd unsubscribe for one reason or another, but I pretty much had a World of Warcraft active account for a decade. Like legitimately 10 years. Yes. That's, and I that's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. It. There are people who have had one from day one that are still playing. Yep. Like, it's not crazy. World of Warcraft is the biggest MMO out there. And I still have my account, too. I mean, I still have that and I still play on it whenever I'm playing. It's the same account with the same characters when I do anything. My all of my characters in other games are still named after my World of Warcraft characters. If I'm on Lesser on something, it's because of my priest being named Lesser Heel in uh, in World of Warcraft. That, That's funny. That is, yeah, I mean, World of Warcraft is where they really like refined the MMO genre. I mean, I played EverQuest before that and a couple others. I mean, we're going to have to do an MMO podcast one of these days, oh, yeah. just a whole episode about it. But World of Warcraft is where they finally polished the formula enough that it could appeal to a mass audience and it just took off. I mean, I remember it was crazy because I played vanilla, which was right. That's what they call the original launch of World of Warcraft before any of the expansions is vanilla. And I played that all the way to end game. And yep. I think at that point, I just had other things going on and I bowed out for a while and I didn't really come okay. back until Wrath of the Lich King. So like I kind of been in and out of World of Warcraft, depending on how busy I am with my life and other things going on. But I played vanilla all the way to end game. And I just remember how amazing it was at the time compared to every other game on the market, compared to every other MMO that had ever been out there. It was like, this is the MMO. And it still is. It's amazing that after 12 years, it is still the the MMO. And and I mean that is that's history, first of all. I mean, they're going to look back at, you know, software development and see that the longevity of that one game being, you know, updated that long is going to be, you know, a first of its kind. And then it's also the way that the community of World of Warcraft, the way that it works, it's the 
first game I've ever played that I, I was the same way as you. I ended up raiding through vanilla as well and doing end game stuff and being a part of a major guild. If you ever, I don't know if you ever saw any of the uh, Oblivious films, uh, Machinima that they did that won the Blizzard uh, BlizzCon comedy contest. It sounds slightly familiar. Uh, you should go look it up. I think it was called The Grind. Okay. Uh, that was my guild. Those were my buddies doing oh, that. Oh, cool. Uh, putting it together. And so we were super proud of them. And they're, they're good people. Uh, you know, Drewby, uh, McKeith, all you guys, good people if you're li- ever listening to this. Love them to death. And they were the first people that I ever met outside of the game. Three years after we... W- we were uh, the game came out in 2004 so the new years between 2006 and 2007 uh three of my wow rating buddies came from michigan and indiana to tennessee to have a new year's party with us and stay for a week that's so and cool and it was it was it was so cool these were my friends because it, it's it's like I, with you being 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 across the country from me now uh my wife's going out of the out of uh out of state this weekend and i honestly if you weren't a 17 hour drive from me i would so be road tripping like it's not out of the realm of possibility you're like you know what i'm gonna go up and see void uh yeah, why not awesome. you know it's this is the f- world of warcraft is the first game that honestly transcended these are people on the other side of a computer to these are people that I'm intera- who I'm interacting with. It has honestly changed the way that I interact with people online because I talked to you before uh, the other day. We were talking about me being a griefer in yep. my old MMO history. That surprised me Warcraft. a lot that uh, that you were. I mean, because you're not that kind of person at all. Like when I no, I'm now not. You're not. I sure was when I was 18 years old, though. 18 <laughs> to, I, I was, I was a, I was a real special kind of human being. But World of Warcraft changed that because I started seeing these people, these characters as people instead sure. of just people on the other side of a computer screen, and that's yep. really where that started because of the relationships I built in this game. So Blizzard has. Honestly, Blizzard games, and I know it sounds really weird and probably kind of pathetic in the way that I say it, but it has shaped the way that I see people and interact with people because of these games. I can totally see. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all, because at the time when World of Warcraft came out and, you know, guilds and raiding were a thing, I mean, EverQuest had existed before it, but World of Warcraft had a life of its own, and it it took off in this huge way, and online communities started springing up around it. And the thing that's really easy to forget now is that we didn't have any social media at all. Facebook didn't exist. Twitter didn't exist. Like, you couldn't have your online group of friends in another format. Your basic options were in-game or in a forum related to that game, probably. Or if you had something like ICQ, you know, like a chat (laughs) channel or like AIM that you would jump into at the end of the night. Maybe, maybe if you were like a guild that was serious about things, you would have a Ventrilo server and you would occasionally talk to these people. But that was it. Like that was the extent of connection online in those days. And I think in 2005 is when we started the Ventrilo servers that we had. uh, We had Vent through uh, after 2005, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, you know, I think I started using it around then, too, which it was mostly more for, like, my high school friends that I was playing games with around that time. Okay. We we didn't have the social media that we have today. And it's really easy to have these online communities now in a bunch of different venues, but it wasn't at the time. So if you were a part of a guild and you were part of something where you were trying to accomplish a goal together, it was this huge team building exercise that I think kind of defined online interaction for a whole 
generation of game players. We had your own forums. You had to go out and specifically set up software to interact with these people outside of the game. There were no tools for it. And also in the early days of online gaming, like right now, I honestly don't think anything about sending, and obviously there were no apps, but I don't think anything about sending a text message to somebody whom I may have met online. You know, like you and I will just text back and forth. And for I wouldn't really think that really that's really weird if I knew somebody I played a game with the guys I was playing WoW with we had all exchanged phone numbers and were texting with but in the early 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 days of online gaming when I was like 1998 back before I even had a cell phone there was there was nothing like that my friends and I were on three-way calling on the landlines in our homes I mean it, it was awful and terrible and it was so hard to get that community together that World of Warcraft in so many ways put that community together using the tools that are available now to us. Well, and it was easier to connect within the game. And I think that was part of it. It was like you would go into that game every night because that's where your community was. Whereas now I log into Twitter many, many times every day because that's where my community is, right? Yes. But at the time, the only place where you were guaranteed to get that interaction with those people that you knew that this community you had built up is if you logged into that game. And that was fantastic in a lot of ways for EverQuest and things like that, games like that, uh, Ultima Online that I played, that was my main one before, that that was how I interacted with these people. You're right. We were on ICQ together. I mean, I still remember my ICQ number that I had because I had to type it in so much because it was the only way people could contact me uh, because you couldn't use a username. So it's awesome. I mean, World of Warcraft helped everything like that. And then the Battle.net client that they did so that you can talk to people outside of the games. It was it was just mind blowing. Well, yeah, they started tying it together with all their other games, which is great now because, you know, I'll jump in Hearthstone for the night and I'll see people playing Heroes of the Storm and you can chat with them or you can switch over to the game that they're playing. I mean, not to get caught up on Warcraft for too long, like World of Warcraft, because there are other modern games that I love, Mm -hmm. like Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm is the best multiplayer battle arena out there like the MOBA game genre and I know you don't like it and <laughs> I've gone but, through periods of love and hate with MOBAs but Heroes of the Storm is like my favorite one of the ones that are out there I can definitely see why it is the best of all the ones out there because I've tried I think Smite I think it was uh there's League of Legends obviously and I can't remember the very first one that I played. It was like Legends of something or other, or I don't remember. It was in a beta and I got in early access and I just hated it. I just despised it. It was like this weird real-time strategy game. So it was moving fairly slow, but it wanted to be an action game and I couldn't do it. I, I just don't like the genre. MOBAs are a beast of their own. I mean, they're they're weird because you control one hero, but you're on a team of five heroes and there's lanes of creeps pushing against each other. But there's also a map that you can wander around and interact with. I mean, they've become their own genre, but it's it's kind of a really interesting, weird, unique genre. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Like if people who get frustrated with it, I understand why you could not like it. And I've gone through periods of that too. And then sometimes I really like it and I'll play a ton of a MOBA for a week or two in a row. And Heroes of the Storm is the one I turn to now. You know, I played League of Legends very heavily for a while. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I really liked it for a long time there. I had a bunch of my real life friends were playing it. I would log in most nights and I liked it. Teemo was my character, which I know will upset a lot of the listeners, but I loved Teemo and his little poisonous mushrooms. They were amazing. 
but yeah, I mean, Heroes of the Storm is out now, and like, I I haven't touched any other MOBA since then. I love all of the convenience things that it does. Like, the team is always the same level. You gain experience together, oh. so you can actually focus on your role. You don't have to keep killing things because you have to level up to keep up with your team. If you're a healer, you okay. can just heal. You know, if you're support, you can just support. And I like that because I like playing support. I like playing right. healers and weird characters that don't have to just get in and attack. And then like it has nice variety in its maps and objectives and just the general polish of the game. How long does each match tend to last in Heroes? That's the other thing I like. It's probably only about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, whereas I know a lot of other MOBAs are more like 40 minutes to an hour. Yes. And even for me, Heroes being 20 to 30 minutes, if it were 10 minutes, I would be great. That It's not that I have a low attention span, it's that being able to carve out, and for me, it's being able to carve out that much time to sit down and do it without stopping. That I'm having to be invested at it and engaged for 20 to 30 minutes solid that I have a hard time doing because I have things going on and I get up and I bounce around doing other things, or I'll pause again it's hard for me to sit and go through an entire match that long without getting up and doing something else and that's honestly what keeps me from playing it more um it's why hearthstone is probably the game that gets the most of my time from blizzard right now because i have kids and after you have kids you realize how important the pause button is in games if you're gonna stay a gamer as a parent you need to find games you can pause and at this point my kids are getting to the age where I can carve out some time at night and I can jump into Heroes and play a game or two. Or I can jump into StarCraft if I wanted to. I could go in and play a couple rounds. But my daughter already knows. She'll come and she'll ask me, Dad, is this a game you can pause? Like, she knows the difference, you know? Because I try to only play games I can pause when I know that they're awake. Because I always want to be able to instantly pause the game I'm doing and hang out with my kids or help them with something it's usually help them with something because they're in nap time or they're tucked into bed and they suddenly need something and they come downstairs and when the options are leave in the middle of a game or tell your kid no i'm always going to leave in the middle of the game and prioritize my kids that 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 makes a lot of sense and for me hearthstone is probably my i don't know if it's my favorite blizzard game it is the one i've actually had to uninstall it because it is the one that i can get the most invested in the quickest and because the games are so quick the games uh don't take terribly long to play i play a lot of them but i can quit at any point and I don't feel bad for doing so. I don't feel bad for keeping on going. I don't feel bad if I bail on a single game because it's just me and this one other person. And if I bail, they win. That they're get at least getting that. And I'm not not messing over. I'm not I'm not messing with four other people because I have to go I have to go somewhere or I have to go do something in my real life. Yeah, that's why I played a lot more too. You know, I'm not afraid to concede a game to go help my kids. Yep. Whereas I feel just like I'll still do it. I'll quit a game in the middle of Heroes of the Storm to go help my kids, but I'll feel a lot more guilty about it because I know I'm part of a team that's trying to accomplish an objective, you know? Whereas Hearthstone, whatever, you concede the win and then you come back in 10 minutes and you play another game. It's not a big deal. The the only time in Hearthstone I have ever pushed through when I should have been, you know, paying attention to my wife or something else that's going on uh, equally important uh, was whenever I'm hitting a winning streak and I'm getting 
three or four stars for every win, I'm like, hold on, I'm going to finish this game out and I should be able to win this one. <laughs> and that selfish, I wouldn't do that if I had kids. I mean, if my if my three year old is like, Dad, you need, I don't have kids by the way, Dad, I need this, help me with this. Like, no, honey, I have to get my seven stars. They're more important than you are. It's we like, should no, have I'm, you recreate interactions with children more often. This is. That- <laughs> This is amazing. I, I'm a giant cartoon character. I've always said that I'm a giant cartoon character and kids either love me or hate me. They either love me because I'm just one giant real life cartoon or they hate me because I'm one giant real life cartoon. There's no there's no difference. That's okay. That, uh, we love you the way yeah, you are. Oh, but yeah. OK, so Hearthstone. I really like Hearthstone. It is my it's favorite fantastic. Blizzard game at the moment. Um, I guess we haven't even said because we keep jumping between games, but Hearthstone is right. the collectible card game from Blizzard. And the thing I love about it, there's a lot of things I love about it, but one of them is that it's quick. Like you said, matches don't take very yep. long, like 10 minutes. You can get in and out of a game. And then the other thing is that it's on every device now. You know, it's it's on my iPad. It's on my iPhone. It's on the Android devices I have. It's on all of the computers that I own. Anywhere I'm sitting yep. down next to a device, I could be playing Hearthstone, which is really cool and really impressive at the same time. It is cool and impressive and also forces me to, how can I even put this, uh, exercise massive restraint and willpower. Sure. Because it's on my phone, or it's not actually now. I uninstalled it from my phone. Uh, it's on my gaming PC. Uh, I had to uninstall it from my MacBook, uh, my writing computer, for obvious reasons. It is actually installed on my work computer, and the IT department doesn't know about it, so we're not going to talk about it very much. But um, it is there, and I can play it there really quickly and not really think that much about it because I don't care if I quit. But it's at work it's everywhere and because it's everywhere it's very easy to get drawn into it i've talked with my counselor before when we're talking about anxiety and things like that on trying to be able to calm myself down and be able to deal with everything that comes up one of the things that we talk about and this i swear to you that one of the th- exercises she gave me was not multitasking and that she told me that i am not allowed to play hearthstone while i'm on the toilet and <laughs> that alone that that advice alone honestly helped my anxiety because, you know, you're sitting in the bathroom and the last thing you want to do is rage because somebody has thrown a legendary onto the field when sure. you're doing your business. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's so that's- funny. I, I had the opposite like reaction to Hearthstone because last year I traveled probably more than I have over the like five years before it because of a combination okay. of both work and personal reasons. Hearthstone was like a constant that I could do while I was traveling. So if I was sitting in an airport, if I was like waiting for a layover, if I was in a hotel room at night, you know, in a city that I'm unfamiliar with, I Uh had my phone or my iPad. It was usually my phone because I had, I know I would always have like an LTE connection. I could get on Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. I could play a couple games and it would be like a consistent thing no matter where I was. And that was really nice to have. That's pretty much the way I was too. I ended up playing it in line at the grocery store and I was just like, no, I need to stop this. I need to stop this right now. I have to participate in my life a little bit. But because being everywhere, that's the kind of personality I have. If something is available, it's very hard for me not to take advantage of it being there. Oh, I see. Yeah, for me, it was more of... 
I needed it at the end of the night to decompress when I was in an unfamiliar place. And it especially helped when I went to PAX with my brother because we would be walking around on the show floor for like 10 hours, you know, and it was just this overwhelming stimulation for that long while you are out in this giant convention. And then I'd get back to the hotel and I would just want to like lay on my hotel bed and play Hearthstone for an hour to just decompress. That makes total sense. That is, that's why it's brilliant to be able to have it everywhere yeah so that you can decompress and relax like that i mean the other game that's coming up from blizzard is overwatch and i don't want to talk too much about it because we might actually do a whole episode on it coming up but i think we like it like i i've only played about half an hour on my brother's account because he's said hey i have beta access check it out Mm -hmm. and it feels like an update of team fortress 2 but done by blizzard and polished to perfection and I loved Team Fortress 2. So all of these things indicating that it's probably going to be a good game. And once again, we're the opposite on this one because I don't like Team Fortress 2. And I'm, once again, absolutely terrible at first-person shooters. Twitchy games are not for me. I'm not very good at twitchy games. Going back to World of Warcraft, all of the people I was raiding with always called me Professor Stands in All the Fire. Because oh no. I didn't have the reflexes to get out of the fire. And I, I also ignore the attention to look and see that my dwarf had fiery feet um but overwatch i thought i wasn't going to like when i found out it was a first person shooter a team-based shooter because i'm not good at shooting things but the support classes let me actually support without having to deal with that too much i love playing as mercy i love the support characters that i can go around with and legitimately heal and take care of my team and and, and boost their damage like it is fantastic. I've pre-purchased it so I can get day or early beta access. This was the second beta for me in Overwatch. Unlike you having half an hour, I was able to devote an entire day to it during the first beta weekend that I got into and oh, truly jealous. fell in love with it. Yeah, I, I can already tell that the support heroes are well done, and that's important for me. Because like I said, with Heroes of the Storm, I'm not usually the one that like gets in there and like does a ton of damage, yep. but I really like playing support. I have fun with that. But yeah, like I said, we'll probably do a whole episode on that when we get closer to release because both of us will be playing it i guess the other thing that i just really like about blizzard games that i wanted to touch on is that they polish them to perfection and it's like they don't innovate all that much which is surprising for how much success they've had they take a genre that's already established they take all the best things from it from all of the games in that genre they might put a little twist on it and then they just polish that. They just make the best version of a genre that already exists and they have huge success with that model. And the thing, one of the things that, that, that you said, like they take it and they might give it a little twist. I may put it a different way where it's not as though they, they put a little twist on it. It's that they boil it down to its most basic constituent parts that they figure out why this game is the way it is, that their developers almost reverse engineer the games until they have the most basic, simple, fundamental version of it that makes the game fun and then build on it from there, that, that to only have that there. Yep, that's Which is kind of what it. they did with World of Warcraft and Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering and Overwatch and Team Fortress 2, all of this. They took everything that was extraneous and just kept the fun stuff and made it accessible. 
which is it's one of the reasons that I'm so glad that over the past couple years, they're finally branching out from World of Warcraft. They felt like it felt like to me that they were really in this World of Warcraft is our game. And that's the game that we're pushing all the time. And that's where all of our resources are because it's the MMO and that's where they were making all their money. And finally, right. in these last couple of years, they released Hearthstone, they released Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch is out in a couple of weeks here. I'm super excited to see them branch out into new genres. I have no idea what the genre would be after this. I didn't know what to expect from like Titan or Overwatch as it, you know, maybe became. I'm not entirely sure how that process went, but they I'm... said that so Titan was going to be the MMO follow-up to World of Warcraft. It was going to be its own thing, a brand new MMO unlike anything anyone had seen before. They just yeah. could not make it work, so they took all of the assets from Titan and they threw them into Overwatch. So they haven't okay. really been clear if it was the characters or the look and feel or if it was the gameplay, but we know that what used to be Titan as a prototype is now Overwatch as a full game. Okay. I figured it was something like that. I just didn't know, you know, actual details to it. So at this point, because we've seen them finally branching out into new genres, if you could pick and tell them the next genre to touch and to make a game in, what would you pick? Uh, honestly, a basic, simple platformer like Mario. I would love to see, not like Lost Vikings, not like a puzzle platformer, like trying that kind of, of switching back and forth, using all of your abilities kind of thing. I want to see a pure Blizzard fun platformer like Mario Brothers or Yoshi's Island and all of this. That's what I would love to see, even if it's 3D, but I would love a 2D, real, just, just back to basics, retro style, Blizzard polished platform game. I, you know, I have no idea what that would look like. And that's exciting. Either. That's exciting. Like, I can, yeah. I can see why you would want that because it's an unknown. Like, who knows how they would approach a platformer? Yeah, because when I think about it, all I can think about is Super Mario Brothers. When I think about that, that Mario is the the kind of super polished platformer that, that took it to its basics. If Blizzard did it, it would have to be so fundamentally different and similar that I honestly cannot think on what it would look like if it were a straight you know jumping running exploration platformer that's interesting hmm it would be that I, I have nothing to add that's just that's interesting i agree yeah it would be cool to see um my choice would be turn-based strategy i oh, love yeah. strategy games i love turn-based rpgs i love turn-based strategy i've always liked strategy but like i said i'm like in my late 20s now my reflexes can't keep up with the teens online that can play a game every single night for many hours and who can right. devote their summer to learning how to play a game with Twitch reflexes, I can't mm -hmm. do it anymore. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not salty about it. It's fine. But I would love to see them do a turn-based strategy because that's something that I could really, really dig into, still get the strategy fix, and not feel like I had to have the reflexes to do something like StarCraft, which I used to love, but I just I can't anymore. And I'll, I'm right with you. I hadn't even thought about that. I had no, it wasn't even on my radar to think about turn-based strategy. And I saw that in the notes and my brain was just going and thinking. I was like, yes, 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 yes. That would be so perfect. They would be able to do turn-based strategy so well because I've played, I pretty much play every turn-based strategy game I can and have time for. And I haven't done it in a long time and I really want to get back into one. And I've been looking at the Fire Emblem games. I love turn-based strategy. Uh, that that would be fantastic and i would love it in something other than a warcraft setting as well yeah i love seeing them do these new settings like overwatch and uh-huh heroes of the storm kind of pulls from all their other settings but 
I like that they're branching back out. You know, not everything has to be in the StarCraft universe. Not everything has to be Diablo or Warcraft. It can be something mm-hmm. new, and that's interesting. Oh, no, I was just saying, I think a turn-based strategy game set in, say, Overwatch would be magnificent. That could be really cool. Is there anything else you want to touch on with Blizzard games? Not that I can think of. That pretty much covered... Well, actually, Blackthorn. I think that was the title of it. Did you ever play Blackthorn? What is that? No. I think it's a Blizzard game. I, we may have to edit this out because I might be wrong. Um, Googling it right now as I say this. Yeah, it was It was developed by Blizzard Entertainment. It was an old Super Nintendo DOS-type game that I, I remember playing on Super. I think it was for uh, uh, MS-DOS as well. Um, and maybe uh, Genesis at that point as well, that was like a platformy type shooter. It was an action-y, uh, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, just, just platform game that was very weird. It felt like it was the big thing for me looking, I remember remembering it cinematic and like the way that the animation was put together. It was very smooth. I'm going to have to research this after i've never heard of it i'm curious now i'll go look it up once we're done here that i think i only rented it once or twice but i loved playing it and so when when that was on the list i think that was the only game that wasn't on our list for blizzard games but i remember playing it it was a very low profile game i believe uh compared to a lot of the others but it was a lot of fun and one thing i think that is awesome right now speaking about blackthorn and say lost vikings that they remastered them recently and if you have a battle.net account you can go download these games for free to play on modern systems as far as i'm aware you can just go log into your account and into the games tab of battle.net and you can download them and play them so if you want to go play lost vikings and blackthorn right now void you can go install them and do it that's super cool under i, I think it's called classic that. games i might go and get lost vikings because i i don't remember that game very well but i remember it was interesting i may be wrong about it but the last time i read something about it you could do it and i saw the classic games and download link when i was looking at overwatch the other day awesome i'm gonna look into this more okay what do, do you it. have this week for weekly geekery okay my weekly geekery this time is the unbreakable kimmy schmidt season two on netflix um i love optimistic stuff i love fun wacky tv and i love tina fey and and everything about that she has ever touched so Season one of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was fantastic. It was about a woman who escaped a doomsday cult and was rescued after uh, 14 or 15 years of being trapped in a bunker underground and her moving to New York. And season two just came out last week and my wife and I binged it this weekend. And it is, I don't know if it is as good as season one, but it is still hilarious that it is still just weird and wacky and has some of the best just one-liners and just absurd humor of any any sitcom any tv show that that i know and it's it is just super fun so i've been geeking out about uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt for a while now i've seen that on netflix i might have to check it out you should i think you'll love it my weekly geekery is comics because you guys gave me so many recommendations i basically read like a ton of the marvel comics that lead up to secret wars and then i read secret wars and i read a couple things after secret wars secret wars kind of like reset the whole universe which was interesting but in all of that i read a bunch of different comic runs the one i want to recommend today is spider-verse spider-verse is spider-men and spider-women 
and spider pigs from different universes that all come together and find out that they need to work together to basically overcome a big bad, you know, solve a problem. It's all of these Spider-Men. So you get variations on a theme. They all kind of have the core of Spider-Man, but each one is different or unique in an interesting way. I loved Spider-Verse. I thought it was one of like the coolest things that I've read in the last couple of weeks here. So I would highly recommend it if you've ever been interested in Spider-Man at all. Spider-Verse is a really good run of comics. And I have started on Spider-Verse after your recommendation of that. I'm working through the collected vignette like couple of issues that they have there and haven't been able to get back to it but they're great so far and i don't know if you if you have netflix the ultimate spider-man cartoon actually has a three-part episode trilogy of spider-verse so if you want to go watch that and just see it with different animation styles for each kind of uh, spider-man that they go into you should definitely go check that out on netflix tonight especially because one of them is a cartoon pig who's also a spider-man and it just it's awesome like it works somehow i don't know i don't know how they did it anyway spider verse is pretty cool you should check it out how about health hack what do you got for us this week Uh, i want you to go one day without meat uh i always feel better with when i don't eat meat um i'm not a vegetarian but i try to eat as little meat as possible and i started doing this by just making sure that at least one day a week i didn't eat big chunks of meat it's not a protein problem i eat beans i eat nuts i make sure i have yogurt i i have all i look at the nutrition part of it but it's very easy to do like this morning i had oatmeal and coffee i had a chickpea and sweet potato frittata for lunch and then i had a twice baked sweet potato with cheddar cheese and jalapenos uh greek yogurt on it and something else and hummus for dinner um no meat i did have eggs with the frittata and i had milk in my oatmeal so i do the lacto ovo vegetarian thing but in terms of i feel better when when I do this, I had almonds as a snack. and So just one day per week is what you're saying. I do it one day a week. I, I, if I do it more days than that, then, you know, great. But if you can do one day a week, it boosts my metabolism. It makes me feel better. I have more energy when I do this rather than feeling heavy. You will uh, just hopefully be able to kickstart some weight loss uh, being able to do it. And honestly, it's a good way to get new recipes into your uh, into your rotation if you're having to think about something like, okay, what can I do without having meat in it? Just one day a week to try new things. I love uh, how there's you a... not only give the recommendation, but you also gave like an entire meal plan for a day. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, it's actually way easier to do than you think it's going to do. And if, it's, if it sounds hard, go to meatlessmonday.com. That is... Uh, uh, my favorite website for newbies to start doing it, just going one day without meat, it is meatlessmonday.com. And uh, I'm not associated with it in any way. I just use it. So uh, so you can go check it out there. Cool. I think that'll do it for this week. You can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address, as always, is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. I blog almost daily at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at grnmushroom that's green mushroom without the e's on twitter uh i'm on twitter as professor beige that's beige with two e's and i blog sporadically at geekfitness.net we've been void and beige with your geek to geek podcast see you next week geeks
I always have to psych myself up to do the intro. I d- it shouldn't be as hard as I make it. But out it to is. Be. It's just it's always intro. super hard. Like I'm so glad you do this part. That. <laughs> oh okay. Okay.